Hi guys, welcome back to our fourth episode of the podcast. Um, before we get started into this next episode, I just, or we just, we, we it's not just me, um, <laughs> we wanted to show um, our appreciation for you guys and thank you all for the overwhelming support and the positive feedback that we've received in regards to this podcast. It really means a lot to us. And we just wanted to show our appreciation. So. Yeah, I mean, considering that we started this podcast or like the idea of it on a Saturday night, maybe like at 10 or 11, and then our first episode went up that following Monday, we had pretty much like one day to like promote it, I guess. And the support that we received just from that like first episode and like even now is just crazy. It to was us. unmatched. We were bussing. <laughs> we were bussing. Oh my gosh. But yeah, um, also, um, if any of you have any ideas or suggestions on topics that you would want us to talk about in future episodes, feel free to DM us or email us at firstdraftspod at gmail.com. But all of this will be um, linked in the description. So um, we'll, look, we'll be looking forward to what you guys... We will be looking forward to it. Do not hesitate. Okay, so do you want to talk about what we're going to talk about today? Yes. So today, we're going to be talking about something we're both very passionate about. Um, We're going to be talking about beauty standards um, in both the female and male community. And um, we both have very different body types. And so I I feel like it's going to be a really interesting conversation. Yeah, because I feel like there's not really a bias. Um, Myself, I feel like maybe starting middle school I started to get like more curvier you know like the butt thighs boobs Mm -hmm. thing and I never had that (laughs) I never had that breakthrough I'm like I'm 5'8 I'm kind of tall I would consider myself to be like a curvier gal Mm -hmm. and then and I am more on the petite side so I started puberty pretty much like at the average time any other girl did it was like seventh grade And throughout the years, I have tried or attempted to kind of put on some weight, but I feel like my body kind of fluctuates really often. Um, But I didn't even really realize that I was smaller than other people in my class until I got into social media, which was coincidentally also in seventh grade. That's when I made my Instagram. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I would say, like, for middle school, me, like, that's when I got, I think, Instagram, I think, in eighth grade or seventh grade, and, yeah, that's definitely when I started looking at myself differently, and then all of my friends at the time were also, like, really tiny, like, skinny, like, you know, we were eighth graders, mm-hmm. and um, I remember myself being, like, one of the only girls, I guess, in my friend group that had, I guess, a butt or, like, thighs, and I remember hating that about myself, but... Yeah, social media, I guess, it, you don't even realize how big of a role it plays mm-hmm. and how you think in your mindset, even, I think, more so now. Um, but I think, like, just the norm is always comparing yourself to, like, Instagram models and, mm-hmm. like, even your friends on Instagram and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy how it's developed over time because I was actually thinking about this in the car on the way here. 
is like, when did I start comparing myself to other girls? And yes. it was like seventh grade, which was also when I created Instagram. Also middle school, just like in a nutshell. It is, was not a good time. Yeah. It was not a good time for me. But anyway, we're just gonna, we're gonna get into this while also um, chowing down on our 10 piece chicken nugget meal. <laughs> it seemed, it seemed fitting. We just, we haven't eaten today. So we were just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So we're just going to have some fun, eat some nuggets, some fun, and talk about nice. these impossible beauty standards. And please enjoy. Yeah. Please enjoy. Okay, so I guess we're going to talk about first the American like societal beauty standards mm-hmm. that I guess we've witnessed or experienced, and then we're, we can't talk from like the view of like men, but just like to also recognize that there's probably some beauty standard standards within like the male population that we don't take into consideration because they're supposed to be, you know, strong, like they don't care, you know, Mm -hmm. that type of like... But also physical standards too. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess like, I don't feel... I've been... Okay. Let me see how I can say this. I... I feel like quarantine has made me feel differently. I mean, I don't really care if I go out with makeup because we have to wear a mask Mm -hmm. and cover it up. But I deal with acne. I think all the time um i didn't really have acne in high school at all i think i had like a few pimples here and there but once i got into college it went crazy and i feel like i've dealt with it ever since i guess my freshman year Mm -hmm. and so honestly i didn't think adult acne was a thing but i'm 23 and i can honestly say it is a thing and it sucks but i think i'm trying to like grow into my own skin and just embrace it in a way and not I mean embrace it but also I guess it's more like come to terms with it Mm -hmm. because I've tried so many things yeah I've gone to the dermatologist and nothing seems to work and so I honestly think I'm just in this phase where I'm just waiting it out to see what would happen Mm -hmm. but I think as I've had it more when I'm older I think I'm more comfortable with it now around like my friends around British, you know, my parents, I think I'm more open about it. I feel like if I had it in high school, I wouldn't have, you know, been okay with it as much. Right. So do you think when you are breaking out the most, do you feel more confident confident when you put on makeup? Or do you, in general, feel more confident when you put on makeup? I feel like for the scarring on my skin, yes. But, you know, for the, like, the texture part... Makeup doesn't even hide it. I feel like it almost, like, highlights it, Mm -hmm. which sucks. But then, you know, I don't... When you're going through something, especially, like, acne or whatever, you honestly feel, at least for me, I feel like I'm the only one. Because I can easily compare myself to, like, you. Like, you have perfect skin. Sometimes. (laughs) You know, like, my other friends have, like, perfect skin, and I'm always like, dang, like, I really have to be that one that struggles with acne. Mm-hmm. And so then I see everyone on Instagram and everyone on Instagram doesn't have acne. But then I also see myself and how like whenever I post a picture, I like put grain on it or like I smooth that like area right. of my face. So it's like, how can you really gauge what is real and what is not real? Yes, because I'm pretty sure people on Instagram like see me and they're like, oh, she has perfect skin, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not the case because I'm taking this picture and I'm putting grain on it. I'm fixing the lighting. I'm, you know, smoothing that area. Yeah. And the thing is no one from from an outsider perspective, no one will ever know. Yeah. You know, it's like, if you don't, if you don't 
disclaim that you use filters or you use facetune or you smooth things out like no one will ever know yeah and then other people see it and then they try to live up to that standard like oh like why can't i have clear skin like that like why can't my the texture of my skin be that smooth you know Mm -hmm. so it's just a never-ending cycle i feel like it's it's so exhausting yeah which definitely yeah i think that's why i took such a long break from social media because I got to a a really bad place where I, every time I got on there, I think I would pick out a flaw about myself, like, why can't I be more this, or I should be more this, and it was not healthy. Yeah. So. Also, um, like, this is such a great thing, but, like, the, I guess it falls under, like, productivity, like, you, like, why are you not working out? Don't you go to, like, a workout class? Like, don't Mm -hmm. you, like, wake up early and work out? Or aren't you running all the time and stuff like that? And I know this is such a, like, this is a healthy thing that you can be doing for yourself and whatever, but sometimes it just feels a little bit toxic. Yes, but also with the gym culture, the whole thing with what you were saying, like, aren't you working out? Like, don't you do weight training? Don't you do this? And in gym culture, or I mean, I guess in general, people are expected to show results. So if you're working out consistently, why are you not, like, slim thick? Or why are you not bulking? You know? And I'm like, why can't you just work out for the sake of wanting to maintain good health? Yes. Versus wanting some sort of um, perfect outcome. Yeah, it's crazy. Because, like, my friend, my best friend, she lost so much weight going to the gym. And even now, she feels almost like, like, she has to keep on losing weight and looking better because then people at the gym will judge her. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, hey, you're coming to the gym every single day. Why are you not skinny? Why are you a size zero? Like, why aren't, why don't you have a bigger butt? But the thing is, me being petite, it's like when I go to the gym, I get insecure because I feel like I'm too small. And yeah. I feel like people look at me when I'm, you know, squatting or when I'm doing leg press and they're like this girl is so scrawny what is she doing at the gym which I mean obviously not everybody has that mentality mentality like some people go to the gym and they're like dang like I'm so proud of people that are willing to want to better themselves you know even without like um even without showing results yeah but some people aren't like that some people are so judgmental those people are the ones that scare me i always say when i'm fit i'll go to the gym which is like crazy (laughs) bless you (laughs) (laughs) okay what's another one i can think of i guess like staying skinny but having all the curves in the right places like like everybody wants you to be skinny but where are your curves exactly type of thing it's like millie your your waist is so snatched but like your butt what happened (laughs) like hello you have a butt but like why is your waist not snatched it's impossible yeah and then um i love this quote by taylor swift it came out in her like documentary i think miss americana or whatever Mm -hmm. she says because if you're thin enough then you don't have that ass that everybody wants but if you have enough weight on you to have an ass then your stomach isn't flat enough and then she goes on to say it's all just like freaking impossible it is literally impossible and that's so true and it's not even impossible for just women but also men you know men are i feel like in this day and age men are expected to be six feet tall and if you're not six feet tall then that's like you're too short how you can find a wife like nobody wants you know because i feel a lot of people no one i've never heard anyone say i want a short guy 
Mm-hmm. And it's just... I want a short guy. I do have a short guy. Well, he's, like, average. <laughs> I... My guy's, like, 6'2". But, I mean, I'm 5'8". Mm-hmm. But would I be okay with dating someone who's, like, you know, my height or maybe taller? Yes. I don't know if I would say that I would want to date somebody shorter than me. But, I mean, maybe if I was your height, I would. Yeah, I'm 5'4", you know? which is average for a woman. And, you know, like, I don't know. I don't get the whole the whole deal behind having to have... I mean, I it's... One thing... It's just, just preference. It, okay, yeah, it's preference. But, like, it's one thing to prefer a taller guy. You know, if you're 5'4", and he's 5'6", 5'8", 5'10", whatever, but the expectation as, like, in the form of, like, a checkbox on a list yes. to be six feet or taller, what is the point? Yes, like, I love everything about him, but he's... I'm like, then who cares I've, at that point? I have had plenty of conversations with girls that... Where they talk about a guy that they've been seeing... And they're like, oh, well, he's great, but he's just too short. Yeah. And I'm like, honestly, like, in 40 years, it's just it's just going to be a horrible time for you. Yeah. If you're solely looking for materialistic things like that. Yeah, I agree. Also, I feel like men, I guess maybe they have, like, the pressure to be, like, more muscular, right. more, like, you know, broad shoulders, the whole, like, you know, facial hair type of thing. Like, can you grow a beard? Yeah. And, I mean, I can't really put myself in those, like, shoes because I'm not a man. But, I mean, I can just only imagine because I feel like also men have to, like, closet all their feelings Mm -hmm. or, like, emotions on, like, what they feel because then they're considered weak, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, I would just wonder, like, how that could be for them as well. I would would assume it'd be, like, almost the same thing as what we feel because I feel like everybody has their own set of insecurities that they deal with. Right. I just feel like... It's more of a stigma for guys. Yeah. But, I mean, like, going back to being muscular and having facial hair, I think that's just more... I can understand that's more of, like, an evolutionary standpoint, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, when you're, like, finding a mate. Yeah. But it's also perfectly okay not to have facial hair or perfectly okay not to be muscular, you Mm -hmm. know? It's it's what's inside it that really, matters. It really is what's inside. And As also, cliche as that yes, sounds. And also there is nothing more attractive than a guy who can openly express his emotions. Yeah, like, um, I was telling you the other day, I read this article one time, and it was basically saying guys who are in touch with their feminine side tend to be, like, more, like, I guess smarter and have, more like, better, yeah, mm-hmm. better qualities, <clears throat> uh, I guess personality-wise. And the same thing goes for girls. If a girl is, like, too feminine, not really in touch with her masculine side, it's the same, like, same thing. Yeah, because they're ultimately just suppressing parts of themselves, mm-hmm. which I, I really hate that society has project, that, projected yeah. that onto onto guys, and they constantly have to be, quote-unquote, super, super, like, masculine and super, super, um, yeah, you know, tough guy. Yeah, which, which sucks. It really does suck. So, sorry, guys. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to talk about, I guess, are beauty standards important and or do we make them a priority? I feel like to an extent, I honestly do. Because, I mean, if I really didn't care, then I would just go out in my, like, natural state, which I don't normally do. I usually at least do one. Like, I'm either wearing makeup or I do my hair. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I feel like that's 
totally okay. I feel like that that also could be, like, just self-love, like, just doing it for yourself. But, I mean, it does make me feel more comfortable going out if my hair is done or, you know? Right. I mean, I love wearing makeup not because I feel like I need to, but just because I feel like it enhances my natural features and I feel so good when I wear it. You know, Mm -hmm. or, like, even dressing up. Like, I love fashion and I love putting on a good outfit. It really really changes the game for me. Yeah, but I also feel like you have, like, the most, like, bomb outfits, bomb makeup, bomb everything, but you really do it for yourself. I really do it. Like, I... I mean, the thing is, I didn't used to do that, though. I... Middle school, high school, I really tried to be the girl that always had the greatest outfits and always put on a show, you know? Oh, in high school, too. Like, you can never repeat an outfit. Oh, never. That's disgusting. Are you kidding? That's That was so crazy to me. I remember, like, when I was a freshman in high school talking to my best friend at the time, and I was like, she was telling me, we cannot repeat any outfits this year. And I was like, that is impossible, okay? Because I... I personally cannot. Like, I have a favorite shirt, and I really cling on to that favorite shirt. I know you do, and I'm the same way. I will wear the same pair of jeans four days in a row without shame. <laughs> like, I'm not ashamed to say that. It's also better for denim, for your denim to not wash it all the time. So, um, but anyways, yeah, like, middle school, high school, when I start, when people started, you know, paying attention, I guess, to what yeah. I was wearing, I, I was like, I cannot repeat anything, and it was almost as if, like, I set a standard for myself and so every single day I would expect some form of compliment or acknowledgement of my outfit Mm -hmm. and when I didn't get that I felt like I had failed yeah and it just it sucked and then I would like go on Instagram and I would look at the likes and it was just all the likes don't even matter honestly I go through Instagram I hardly ever like pictures because I honestly forget like I'm just scrolling like for men yeah you're (laughs) you're literally just glossing over it i don't like anything either um even like on twitter or wherever i seldom like anything or retweet anything yeah um sorry i'm eating nuggets eat your nugget but yeah it, it just became a really toxic cycle of like validation and i feel like you know we're talking about clothing and things like that but it also applies um in other facets you know like yeah anything like pieces of art like if you're an artist or putting your work out there and seeking some some sort of like validation yeah but also um talking about something else we like dabbled into this earlier but I guess how the media tells us how we should and like how we are supposed to look like um because you were talking about this earlier like the renaissance period Mm -hmm. To where, like, when people were bigger, that made them more attractive. Because, because it, it's it's it shows yeah. some form of, like, um, vitality and that you were fruitful and that you were wealthy enough to indulge yourself with so many foods that yeah. it was deemed, like, a good attribute to yeah. be heavier. Yeah. And I know there was, like, no, like, social media back then, but, like, that was the beauty standard. It was. And then when we were in, like, middle school and high school, Tumblr was just, like, a really like, big thing. I remember having a Tumblr, and you talked about it earlier, those pictures. Yeah, like, the grunge aesthetic, where yeah. it would be, like, countless amounts of pictures po- of girls posting their thigh gaps and their super pale skin and wearing, like, fishnets or something. Or, like, the pelvic, I guess, bones, yes. like, sticking out. Like, the rib cage, the like, rib sticking cage. out. The rib cage. 
And honestly, I remember seeing that and I would, in middle school, look to see if my thigh gap like shrunk because at that time I did have like a tiny one. Mm-hmm. But honestly, my friend at the time, she was a zero and she did not have a thigh gap. But because it just depends on the, like your hips your or like your body frame. And it's just crazy because you saying that like you were looking in the mirror to see if you had a thigh gap. I was on the other side wishing that I didn't have a thigh gap. You it's know? crazy. It's, it's insane. But having a thigh gap and being skinny was like... I don't want to say this, but it was, like, the in thing. Like, that's mm-hmm. what everybody wanted. It, uh, Yeah, I remember, literally, like, all throughout middle school, middle school and high school, people would be like, oh, like, you are so lucky to be that small. Like, you are so lucky to have a thigh gap. Like, oh my gosh, your, 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 your build, your body build is just so... Yeah. Um, attractive. And not even just, like, with, like, I guess body parts, or per se, but, like, when... Having, like, thick eyebrows became a thing. Yeah, I don't have thick eyebrows or eyelashes. I feel like I I have, like, thick eyebrows or whatever, but I would fill them in to make them thicker, and yeah. it made me look like a raccoon. Me too. <laughs> me too. I looked angry all the time. Like, I penciled <laughs> those things in. Yes. They looked like doodle bomb. Yes. Like I should not have been eyebrows. doing that when I was 15. Yeah. But also come, like, fast forward to now, like, being, like, slim thick is a thing. It's like, like they really remixed and combined both the Renaissance era and the yeah, 2000s. The remix. The remix. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so true though. I'm like, how can you literally have like a 24 waist and then like a, like a dump truck I don't butt? know how they make jeans for that. I, <sighs> but that's the thing now. It's so crazy. And it's just so hard to like keep up with all these things. Because certain things go in and out of style, so right. it's just, like, what favors you the most. Like, exactly. You know? But what's not to say that this, this quote-unquote, let's say, trend of being slim thick dies down within the next decade? Yeah, then what? skinny and thigh gap is probably going to come back. Exactly. And I'm thinking about a lot of the people, the individuals that have had work done to achieve this, like... Unrealistic. Unrealistic beauty standard of having a really small waist and a really wide hips and... Things like that. Yeah. But there's also people even now that want to be skinny. Like, want to be super skinny and stuff like that. And honestly, it just depends on your body shape. Like, for my body shape, I don't ever think that it would allow me to be a zero or a double zero or even a two. Right. And I I just don't feel like that is, like, an achievable thing for my body specifically. And I don't think my body could be much larger than it is. Yeah. Currently, you mm-hmm. know, also just depends on your bone structure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I have a medium like framed body. I feel like, well, obviously yours is petite. So honestly, like, I don't think, you know, cause sometimes I like, um, feel like where my, I guess, hip bones yeah, are and too. I'm just like, it can't go any less than that. So <laughs> like, this is all I get. <laughs> and I have hip dips too, which let me just take a moment to talk about hip dips. Okay. I don't know much. So I enlighten have- me. I have seen, I have read so many Twitter threads about hip dips. Some people don't even know that they exist. Can't you work out to like make them or fill them in or something? Here we go. Here we go. Okay. I'm ready. So hip dips for people who don't know are, you know, let me just Google the definition so I can give you a nice accurate description. I'm going to eat nuggets while you do that. Eat your nuggets. Okay. Hip dips. 
So, according to Healthline.com, hip dips are the inward depression along the side of your body, just below the hip bone. Instead of the outer edges of your hips following curves that they oh, that look like they were drawn using a protractor, they have indentations. Yeah, so like fill them in. I'm I've seen hip abductor like exercises yes. to fill them in. The thing is, yeah. So basically, if you have hip dips. It gives the illusion that your hips aren't wider, that you're not as curvy, which I think is partially the reason why um, I look more petite. And so I was reading this Twitter, Twitter thread about how some girls like didn't even know that this thing existed and then now they're really insecure about it. And when I found out about them, I also was insecure about it. It's and- crazy how you... like. Like, look through the internet, and you find things that you weren't insecure about before, but now that you read them, and you're like, like, thanks, thanks a lot. But yeah, so it was crazy, the amount of people that were just flabbergasted (laughs) about this phenomenon, and it just sucks. Like, what I appreciate, though, is that a lot of people were very understanding, and they were like, so what? And a lot of guys, too. A lot of guys were like, you know what? Like, I never even noticed. Like, they, this is such a small and, yeah, issue. Going back to that, it's so crazy because sometimes I go out and I'm like, everybody is staring at this one pimple on my face. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody is looking at it. Like, right. nobody can take me seriously because of this pimple on my face. But, but in, realistically, in reality, it. nobody else is thinking about it because everybody else is thinking about, like, their own thing. Their own thing that they're struggling with or, you know, dealing with. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like... You're born with something, and then it becomes, I guess, rejected in society, and then you go out of your way to change it. You go out of your way to... First off, you can't change bone structure. Yeah. So if you have hip dips, you're never not going to have hip dips. And the only solution to that is to build, like you said, like build muscle onto them by doing like hip abductors, hip yeah. abductor exercises and stuff. But that's one thing, and then... I want to talk about skinny shaming versus fat shaming. Yeah, I feel like we have totally different perspectives on this. Because, honestly, a few years ago, you're the person that brought skinny shaming to my attention. Because I never even thought that it was a thing. I didn't know that. Yeah, like, it was, like, maybe, like, two years ago at a sleepover. Did I stay talking about skinny shaming? (laughs) Well, because I honestly didn't know that it affected people. Because I was like, Mm -hmm. everybody wants to be skinny. You know what I mean? Well, actually, like, I remember, I think it was freshman or sophomore year of high school, I wore, it was freshman year of high school, I wore this outfit that I felt really confident in, and I went to first period, it was like nine in the morning, and this chick, out of her mouth, says, oh my god, you look anorexic, and that ruined my entire day. And from that point forward... It's crazy how looking back, people always said stuff like that. And now, that would never slide. It would never slide. Yeah. If that happened now, I'd probably, like, swing on somebody. But it really... (laughs) I believe that. Yeah. I mean, maybe not physically, but verbally. Uh But it really hurt my feelings. And I think, obviously, since that's the first thing that I can remember in terms of skinny shaming, you can tell how... I guess in a way like traumatizing it was to hear somebody say that and to hear somebody say that you are not you are neglecting your body's needs and you're not healthy when 
behind the scenes like realistically I eat probably twice as more as the average person yes I just want to note that (laughs) every single time we go out Millie orders herself like her own appetizer she gets like the dinner portion meal and then she also falls up with dessert yeah I I just really love to eat and you know, like, people will make assumptions, and just because you're petite, they assume, like, oh, she's starving herself. Oh, she has an eating disorder, when that's not the case at all. Yeah. I feel like it also has to do with, like, your metabolism. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, my intestines are just churning up. Churning <laughs> up a storm. But that's the thing, and I've seen also a lot of Twitter threads um, where people have debates and arguments on... Fat shaming versus skinny shaming. And I guess this can go for both guys and girls. I just don't know why it has to be a competition. It's not a competition. Like, people make it into a competition saying, I guess, like, bigger people are saying that that skinny shaming is not as bad as fat shaming, which could potentially be true. It's really your own opinion. Yeah, but honestly, they both have to deal with, like, them assuming that you're not taking care of yourself. Exactly, exactly. So it's still hurtful. Yeah, and the thing is, a lot of people just don't understand that it's not a competition. Yeah. To me, fat shaming is equally as bad as skinny shaming, and skinny shaming shaming is equally as bad as fat shaming, because both are degrading people for something that is a lot of the time out of their control. Yeah. You know, calling somebody fat or calling somebody anorexic doesn't fix anything. And why... I, I just don't see the the point. I don't get why it has to be a conversation in the first place. Exactly. And the, the amount of times that I have shown up to, let's say, like a doctor's appointment or just anywhere, you know, and they're like, you're so small. And I'm like, I know I'm small. Okay? Yeah. But I also, your parents are smaller. Yes. My parents are... I'm small, but my parents are smaller. Aren't you taller than your dad? Yes, I'm 5'4", so I think my dad's literally 5'3", and my mom's like 5'1", five 5'0". Five yeah. So I'm like, I'm small, How but... How big do you want me to be? Like, I'm already <laughs> taller than my dad. I'm like the max right now. I'm reaching. I'm already <laughs> reaching. But the thing is, like, I don't understand why my weight has to be such an integral part of the conversation. Yeah. You know, I just... It, it's really frustrating to me. Yeah. So, and I, I typically am the smallest one in my friend group, so I feel like I don't necessarily have, and I'm the smallest one, like, out of my cousins, too. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I feel like I don't have anybody to talk to about being petite. Yeah, you so are the smallest one in I my am the smallest group. one. I feel like my body type, I'm not skinny, but I'm not, you know, bigger. So I feel like I'm, like, in that in-between mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I kind of feel both, I don't know, it's, it's weird. I don't know what to feel sometimes about my own body because I can't say that I'm skinny, but I can't say that I'm bigger, but I, I don't know. It's just a weird time for me over here. That's okay. But We're all just trying to figure it out. Honestly, but on, I'm like, is there anything to figure out though? I'm just a person. There really isn't anything to figure I'm out. Just I, I a revoke person. my comment. <laughs> I take it back. I'm just a person, you know, living for the memes during a pandemic. Once everybody can understand that we're all just the same exact living thing. Yes. Like, everything will be fine. We're all just people. Humanity will be restored. (laughs) We're we're all just people. You know, just people. Yeah. I was talking to Kyla about this the other night, too. Kyla. Kyla. (laughs) Me. I was talking to Kyla about this the other night, too. And I was saying to her, like, 
we're all kind of just aliens. Like, I don't know who <laughs> started. Do you remember this conversation? Yes. Like, I don't know who really decided to go out of their way to establish, like, so many concrete, like, um, I don't know, qualifications or just, like, determining factors of, like, what makes a human when really, like, one day we just dropped on this planet and then started doing things we are nothing more than aliens or animals and i look at things more like on the religious point of view saying like you know we're all made in god's perfect image so you know i'm not any better than anybody else right like we're all made equal so that's how i honestly try to look at it but you know sometimes it's hard because we're put in the society where we all just judge each other and compare ourselves to each other and the way i see it is that it was created by society like judgment is definitely a human made thing yeah you know yeah it's honestly really unfortunate how i guess we're almost trained to just i guess be judgmental and like compare ourselves and you know i always remember I, i always try to remember like that saying that says like comparison is a thief of joy because it all it really is. And even, like, the perfect Instagram models that you see online, like, they're probably dealing with stuff, too. Like, they're most, like, they most likely are dealing with stuff. But I think the important takeaway from this is to just, like, be mindful of everyone else's insecurities and what they are personally dealing with. Even right. though it seems like they're perfect through their social media accounts. Because you really never know. Yeah, there's always something beneath the surface that you don't, you're not always aware of. And so just to be just nicer, just a kinder more I guess more kind person right that's ultimately what matters in the end looks are a temporary thing I know it's not so cliche but it's true your heart is forever (laughs) you if you have an ugly heart like consider your whole your whole thing yes just think about it like you remember people in high school for how they were and you'll always remember them like that so just think about it if you had an ugly heart in high school like you, you know change that just really think about it or not even in high school like if you have an ugly heart and then you just you know you just zip away like you're gonna be known for somebody has an ugly heart and that's point blank period yeah not like if you had an ugly heart in high school you can't change i mean like you know when you graduate high school it'd be like if you just zip away right exactly and 40 years from now we're all gonna be gray and old and wrinkly anyway so you might as well have a good heart you might as well have a good heart like you really have nothing to lose from having a good heart (laughs) but with all that being said yeah i think that's where we're going to conclude this episode we hope that you guys enjoyed this crazy loco banter and we will see you next monday yes also um if you aren't following the instagram account already you should go ahead and follow it's at first drafts podcast we'll have that link down below and just look for updates um we're going to be doing some polls for some future like i guess question for questions that we're going to ask in the future podcast Mm -hmm. i guess we're doing some like themed episodes where we kind of want you guys to i guess anonymously somehow email us a crazy story that you have about something and so yeah just be on the lookout for that and we'll see you next monday we're going to give you guys a oh, kiss yeah. goodbye The kiss. Now. The kiss. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Bye. Bye.